listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's Behave with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. This Thanksgiving, you're in for a real feast. I want you to grab your pumpkin pie, call over your dog, and park yourself in front of the television to catch at noon the 10th annual National Dog Show presented by Perina and NBC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's lots of football games going on, but there's only one show that goes to the dogs in a most delightful way, the National Dog Show. We've got the starring cast today on our show. This is a super-sized special episode of Oh Behave. We want to give pause and applause to these headliners, actor John O'Hurley, David Fry, Wayne Ferguson, and Sherry Hanley, with her dog, Eli, of course. We're going to start this show with the award-winning actor, best-selling author, and one of dog's finest best friends, the one and only John O'Hurley. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show, John. Oh, well, thank you. Thanks for, thanks for putting us on today. You were on, I was checking my notes, and you were one of my first guests when the Old Behave Show aired back in 08, and we're still kicking. Well, so are we. We're, uh, we're 10 years young. This is our uh, first decade, the 10th anniversary of the National Dog Show presented by Purina. Who'd have thought back then? Who'd have that, thunk? Uh, Who'd have thunk? This would sustain itself, but I tell you, it's become one of NBC's uh, most popular events all, all season long. We're talking, what, 20 million plus? Yeah, we see uh, anywhere between 20, 25 million we get uh, during the dog show. It's, it's uh, become quite a successful event, but it's a nice piece of programming if you think about it. It's a, you know, it's a day when people are all together and you want something on television that everybody can watch. And there's something about the dog show that there really is something for everyone, whether you're nine or 90. Well, last year, uh, I'm laughing. What a name for a dog to win, Clooney. Yeah. What's your suspect? And, <laughs> and it was the Irish Setter, which I have been, uh, I've been throwing that into the ring every year, hoping that the Irish Setter wins because I think that, uh, in terms of just viewing a show dog, I think the Irish Setter represents uh, just some of the best visually visual image of what you can see in the ring. Give me a couple examples. What you mean? Well, I think just that long, flowing auburn hair when you get the uh, when you get the dog working to its normal gait. There, it's just a beautiful animal, beautiful structure, a very dramatic looking, and uh, and it has that kind of whimsical romanticism that you know the, of the hair flowing, and uh, it's just a beautiful dog. If you find a really good one, it's they're just priceless to watch. So which one do you think had more talent, the two-legged or the four-legged Clooney? <laughs> there because he ah! friends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you know you've had quite a good time with different partners and different arenas if you will when you you won dancing with the stars with charlotta and now you're teaming up once again with david fry partners in crime or 
What would you say? <laughs> it, yeah, you know, it's uh, well. They're both the most knowledgeable. Charlotta was the number one ballroom dancer in the world, and David easily the uh, the most knowledgeable man in the world of dogs. And uh, we've had uh, not only a good uh, on-screen partnership there, but a very deep friendship off-screen too. It's, uh, it's something that uh, he and his wife Sherry and uh, Lisa and I we've become very very dear friends and uh, through the years, and we really treasure the friendship. Do you guys ever play uh, dog trivia pursuit? <laughs> I would kill me. He would kill me. Oh, come on. You've been on the show 10 years now. I, don't hey, know. I listen. I, I stand in his shadow. <laughs> so what's the dog situation for you and Lisa now? We have uh, Cavalier King Charles named Sadie, who actually we got to, who David actually has the sister of, a sister in the breed. And uh, we got the one with a little bit of an overbite, so she can't show. But we don't like to talk about that because she gets very sensitive. <laughs> and then we have a, uh, and then also uh, through the dog show, we got, um, we found a Havanese, which I think is an extraordinary breed if no one is familiar with it. You want a dog that requires very little maintenance and uh, is hypoallergenic, and they are just dispositions, the, the perfect family dog, the little Havanese. And what is your dog named? We have Sadie and Lucy. Lucy is Lucy. the Havanese. Yeah. So how do uh, these uh, show dogs get along, Sadie and Lucy? Oh, they get just fabulous. They are joined at the wrist and ankles, I'll tell you. They, <laughs> if you take one out of the room and, and the other doesn't get to go, she just screams. They just, they just have to be around each other all day long. It's a perfect companionship. Now, does Sadie get to see her sister with David and uh, Well, no, they're on two different coasts, unfortunately, oh, so they're, okay. uh, they're, they're separated. But, uh, but it's very interesting to see uh, David's cavalier because she is just absolutely the spinning image of Sadie. Well, you don't know if they got some thumbs. They could maybe be doing some email or texting on their smartphones. Well, they could Skype, I suppose, yes. Yeah. Would that be Yipe or Skype? I don't, I don't know. I think it would be Yipe, and I think it would, for them, it would be like looking in a mirror. <laughs> you're a love sponge. No, you're a love sponge, right? <laughs> I love that breed. It, it's like, and no offense to Cocker Spaniels, but it's like they've kind of taken a Cocker Spaniel and just prettied it up a bit. Well, oh, it is. It's, you know, it was through the dog show that I, I really saw the Cavalier King Charles for the first time, and uh, I was just so taken by the face. It's just one of the sweetest faces you can see. But it underscores... The fact that I did that underscores really the fun and the family nature of the dog show, really, because it, you know, it's a bent, being a bench show. We get uh, 2,000 dogs backstage. We get an audience wandering back through there of anywhere from 10 to 15,000 people. And it really is a wonderful family event. And I think that really is the whole purpose of it a chance to learn about all these different breeds you didn't know existed. We have six brand new breeds this year. So we're up to ooh, about 185 breeds. Uh, That's amazing. Started isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we started, one species. We started with uh, 162. I think we've added 23 breeds since the uh, genesis of the show back uh, 10 years ago. It's really exciting. Give us a, a little uh, peek at one of the new breeds that uh, really fascinates you that you're going to be Well, we have about. six new breeds, and I, you know, the one that I keep going back to is this new one. It's, it's not a new breed at all. It's, uh, it's the Mexican Hairless, and it's the Xoloitzquintli. And I had to start by in October trying to learn how to pronounce that <laughs> I was going to say, wait a minute, say that again, because you just let that roll off your tongue very easily. The Xoloitzquitli, yeah, you have to say it, and you have to sound like Ricardo Montalban when you say it. <laughs> but it really, it's uh, it's the royal dog of Mexico. It's a hairless dog. These were raised really, bred really to be kind of foot warmers. They have just a little bit of hair on the head and a little hair on the back. 
but essentially a hairless dog, and uh, they come in you know different sizes. They have a ten and a fifty pound uh, variety, but they are. If you look at uh, the old, some of the great uh, paintings of Mexico, these dogs are represented in there because they were very well esteemed dogs. But and one of the first recognized by the um, AKC back in the 1850s, but fell out of favor and became almost extinct. But wow. they're back, and it's becoming a very popular breed once again, and uh, we're excited to have them. Now, when you have the celebration and you're on Thanksgiving Day, do you have any kind of favorite pet holiday recipe for either Sadie or Lucy that you and... We keep them on a pretty rigid diet. It's, we've kind of played around with their, you know, their stomachs or uh, they ended up giving, you know, leaving little surprises for us, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so we keep their, uh, their diet rather restricted. We have a really nice dry food that we use from Purina, thanks to them. But we also do uh, just kind of a blanched chicken that we add. So that's, what, that's kind of what they get, and uh, we kind of keep it to that. They're very happy with that. Wonderful thing about a dog is that they, you find a good meal, and they're good with that all the time. They don't need a variety. So they're going to be having that for their Thanksgiving feast? That'll be their Thanksgiving feast, indeed. Yep. Okay, well, good. So you know what? It is kind of smart what you're saying is because a lot of health issues can start in the tummy. And you're, they sure you're, do. You're yeah, we found it good... much easier to keep them on a predictable diet, and it, uh, it really controls their health that way. And also their weight, too. We're very concerned about uh, keeping our dog's weight down, especially the, um, the Cavalier, because they have a tendency to put on a little weight. Yeah, they are cute chow hounds if you unleash their... Yeah, uh, oh, they'll eat anything. Right? That's the spaniel in them. So yeah. um, anything, I guess uh, Mary Carrillo is going to be there. Uh, give us kind of a rundown of what some other things that will make this show. Uh, well, we're going to have a lot of fun. I, I'm, I'm going to try to have as much fun as I can with this show, Louise Queenly, because I have a feeling if I know how to pronounce it, no <laughs> one else does. <laughs> it's such an unusual-looking dog that I think we're going to send Mary on a hunt backstage to uh, get uh, the man on the street on this dog. But also, we're going to try to uh, we're going to bring back some of the uh, clips from uh, the ten-year anniversary, since we have uh, quite a database right now. But that'll be fun to kind of look back at some of the past champions over the ten-year reign. You do have a really good chemistry with David. And what I always enjoyed about the show is it isn't dry. You're not sitting there like an Encyclopedia Britannica with fur going on. Now, the next one is this. It's a balancing act because it is a competitive show, right? But you also Oh, no want question about it. This is one of the two top uh, prizes that you win. Best in show at the National and uh, Best in show at Westminster are the two, uh, are the two top. So this is, uh, it's a very prestigious award, but in terms of the television show, we try to package this as a two-hour special so that, you know, uh, just your everyday person sitting down on the couch with their dog on Thanksgiving Day, the most wonderful family day of the year, has a wonderful, accessible piece of entertainment. That's uh, you don't have to be an aficionado of the dog world to uh, to enjoy it. And how do you and Lisa celebrate Thanksgiving? Because you're kind of tied up at the show for most of the time. Do you do it the day early before? Uh, we actually uh, we always uh, get back to New York, and that's where mm-hmm. we end up having our uh, our Thanksgiving. And that's been kind of a ten year tradition for us now. Anything we can be looking forward to you in the big screen or on TV? I have a couple of new series next year. I'm on Broadway right now. In fact, I'll be on, uh, believe it or not, Thanksgiving evening, I'll be on Broadway doing my the musical Chicago. I just finished the uh, 15-year anniversary last Monday night. Bravo. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, so I'll be there until uh, just before Christmas on uh, the Broadway stand, the Great White Way. You're going to be on stage doing Chicago the night before you're going to be on NBC for the Purina show, the National Dog Show. And then on Thanksgiving evening, I'll be on stage. Oh, my gosh. I'm impressed. (laughs) What are the TV shows that you're talking about? I have uh, a couple of new uh, TV shows, one in development with Fox right now, which is uh, about the wackiest inventions in the world called Built for Laughs. 
and then uh, another um, a series with TNT, which is a uh, kind of a Da Vinci Code kind of adventure series. Uh, oh, yeah, what's that one going to be called? Call Fortune Hunter. Oh, nice! Yeah. I definitely will tune into both. Yeah, um, there'll be I, some a lot of fun this year. I really appreciate you being a guest on our show, and I want you to please give Sadie and Lucy big hugs and kisses from my furry fab four, Chipper Cleo Murphy, and Ziggy. I will. <laughs> All right. And hey, everybody, stick around. We're going to have David Fry right after we take this commercial break. So sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the All Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. All right, we had a great time talking with actor John O'Hurley, but you are in for a triple treat, listeners. That's because we're going to be speaking with David Fry. Wayne Ferguson, and Sherry Hanley. And maybe, you know, there's a little tail wagon in the background. That would be Sherry Hanley's awesome Belgium sheepdog by the name of Eli. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in just a second. But David Fry, yes, I have to tell you, you, everybody knows, you know, you're the voice of Westminster. You've been doing the National Dog Show presented by Perina and NBC for 10 years and you've got a lot of accolades and all that, but you are on the Wall of Fame on Todd Street in Oceanside, California. <laughs> That's great. I like you know what that I is? Know what I, did. I don't know what I did to deserve it. But well, hey. when your little dog, Grace, the Brittany Spaniel, was very much a young pup, I came to visit you in New York City with my business partner, Dana Humphrey, from White Gate PR. And little Grace was slobber kissing you. And it's a photo of you, Grace, and Dana. Taken just oh, minutes man. before Grace said to you, Daddy, I got to go to the bathroom. Heck with these photos. And you were out dutifully doing the uh, PE mail on the streets of New York. Well, that certainly sounds like something that ought to get you into the home. So I'm yeah. happy to met all the requirements. <laughs> and let me give a proper welcome to our other two special guests. First up, we have Sherry Hanley. She is the owner and handler. I got to make sure I say Hanley and Handler, not too close together, you know, Sherry. Eli. And, you know, folks, Eli has so many accomplishments on his canine resume that we would have to have a whole new show just to name all of them. But the most important things I think that are near and dear to all of our hearts is he's a show champion, but he's also one of the remaining dogs who reached out to folks on 9 11 as a therapy dog, and I'm just honored to have you both on the show, Sherry. Oh, well, thank you. It's a pleasure. So tell us a little bit, how's Eli doing today? 
Eli is doing great. Um, he's a little tired. He had a very, very exciting and hectic weekend at the dog show. But other than that, he's doing fine. You know, he's probably ambidextrous now signing autographs, isn't he? He was a very popular guy, yes, um, with, <laughs> between all the kids and everyone coming to meet him. And it was fun. It was fun. Well, that sounds great. And last but certainly not least, I want to give a big pause up welcome to Wayne Ferguson. And Wayne, you are, I wanted to tell everybody that we have a president on the show, you know, but you're the one that garners partisan support and you have very high approval ratings because you are the president of the Kennel Club of Philadelphia. You've kind of had a great Dane size role in creating this tail wagging tradition, the national dog show presented by Prina on NBC every Thanksgiving, right? Well, thanks. And yes, I did. It was wonderful putting it all together with NBC and Purina. We had a good time putting it together and we celebrated 10 big years. This was our wow. 10th anniversary, as you probably know. So we got to kind of uh, let the listeners know this, that when they are eating their turkey dinners and in between football games, they are going to get in for a great treat, but you're kind of doing all the show before Thanksgiving, and this is the taped highlights, right? That's right. Okay, yes, so indeed. we can't even find out who won, but you guys know. So you guys are like almost in the witness protection program until Thanksgiving. Can't spill we the beans. We are. I've got three people in my room with guns pointed at me. <laughs> sure I don't say anything. And that's tough for a president. I want you to know. I thought I had more authority than that. <laughs> but we had well, 1,560 dogs at that show, and it all oh. winnowed down to just one beautiful dog, and you'll find out who that is on Thanksgiving Day. Oh, man, I'm sitting up with my paws up in the air. I'm like anticipation. But tell us quickly, let's know what is the Kennel Club of Philadelphia? People know the Westminster Kennel Club and certainly the Kennel Club of Philadelphia. So what are the similarities and a little bit of the differences? Because these are the top two dog shows every year. Yeah, we, we consider ourselves up there. And uh, actually, the Kennel Club of Philadelphia and Westminster started their shows within one year apart of each other. So we are the two oldest kennel clubs and two oldest shows in the United States. Mm -hmm. We go back to 1879, and we've had shows continuously in Philadelphia in in that vicinity. As I said, we had 1,500 dogs this year, and uh, we had many of the top dogs in the United States. What sets us apart from Westminster is that uh, any AKC-registered purebred dog can enter our show. It's called an open show. And Westminster, okay. of course, uh, focuses on the champions, which uh, is a very, very wonderful show indeed. But if you have an AKC-registered dog and you think it's worthy to come to a dog show, you can enter our show. Nice, and nice. What also makes it very, very uh, special, there are only five bench shows in the United States, and Westminster, of course, is one of them, and Philadelphia is. What that means is that if you come into the show at any time during the day, you will see every single dog that was entered. Most kennel clubs have shows. There's about 2,000 of them in the United States, uh, open dog shows. And once the dogs win, unfortunately, a lot of times the owners take them home. Mm-hmm. But in this case, uh, Philadelphia, you were able to walk in and see every single one until about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And they were in that arena since 8 o'clock in the uh, morning. And, of wow. course, everyone was able to meet them and greet them. And uh, they're exercised. And the dogs really love that one-on-one with the people. Yeah, they get to have a little fun. That's great, Wayne. Let's get back to David, if you wouldn't mind, David. When I look at you and John O'Hurley, I'm thinking you're like the dynamic duel of the dog kingdom. 
But you guys have been doing this, uh, hosting the show for about, well, this is the 10th anniversary. But tell me, you guys have formed quite a nice friendship away from the uh, show arena. When's the first time you really met John O'Hurley? How did that go? Well, I met John in a production meeting, and he was just the guy. He was Peterman. You know, when he walked in the room, he was Peterman. He sounded like Peterman. He looked like Peterman. Uh, he has a great sense of humor about the world and about himself. And, uh, yeah, we hit it off right away. And I knew uh, sitting in the booth, my favorite John O'Hurley moment that really cemented the deal was the first year when we watched the Pooley run into the ring. You know, the little herding dog that's got this black corded coat, looks like a pile of mats. And, uh, and John says, Hey, Whoopi, we found your hair. <laughs> so, you know, John is a, is a great wit. He's a wonderful observer of human life, and I think it comes across great on television on Thanksgiving Day where we're trying to entertain people, but he's full of moments like that, and it's a great, great time to work with him. He's quite dashing, too. I, I was saying that if we could put him in the word dog, I'd say that he puts the D in debonair, the O in outstanding, and the G in grace. What would you think? I would think that it's, I have a lot of pressure on me standing next to him on television. <laughs> <laughs> He's 6'3", perfect hair, you know, great color and trim, and, you know, that's pressure for me. I don't have any pressure doing the dog show. I have pressure standing next to him. But, well, how uh, tall are you, David? Uh, well, I'm not 6'3". I'm, I'm 5'11", and I've reached the stage of my life where I'm getting shorter every year. So, you know, we, we try to do our stand-ups sitting down, if you, if you get my drift, so, right. that, so that I can look almost as tall as him. But you got an A game, too. Come on. And John and I have become close, yes. And, and our wives are good friends as well. And Sherry, my wife, Sherry, uh, is a Catholic chaplain. She even arranged for John and Lisa's son to be baptized here in New York by the Monsignor of the Upper East Side. So we have created a great friendship out of it. And it, we do have a good time. I mean, I think it's fun for us to be there and be t- knowing that we're talking to people sitting down maybe over their turkey dinners or or just uh, hanging out until the turkey comes out. And, uh, and we have fun with John's a great entertainer. I mean, he'll say something every once in a while, and I'll look over at it, expecting to see Jerry Seinfeld and Elaine Bennis sitting next to him, you know, and, <laughs> and Kramer and, and, uh, and the people from, from the cast. And he is a funny man, and it, it's, uh, it brings a lot. To, this show is great entertainment on a, on a great family holiday, and we think we've got something that can make people smile, can make people laugh, and can make people uh, root for the dogs in competition. So it's become a great show on Thanksgiving Day. You know, one thing I was really impressed, I had no idea that you sort of been credited for the term Orange Crush and talking about the Denver Broncos because you've got a sports background. That was my previous life. I was the director of promotions for the Denver Broncos and the director of public relations for the San Francisco 49ers after that. And uh, I grew up in a football coach's family. My dad was a football coach uh, for 17 years at the University of Oregon, including five years as the head coach. So, yeah, I'm a football guy. And that's sort of the dilemma, uh, if you will, that people think I might face on Thanksgiving Day. Is uh, How can I promote a dog show over a football game? Well, we can see hundreds of football games all year long. You can only see one national dog show. And, and uh, I think for that one day a year, we can mm-hmm. uh, keep your mind on the TVs and the dog show instead of football. And the great thing is the dogs, when they win, their celebrations are spontaneous. They're not uh, some choreographed scene in the end zone when somebody scores. So the dogs, true to their personalities and the things that we love them for, their spontaneity and 
unconditional love is what it's all about. And you know what? There's a thing called TiVo and DVR, folks. You can see the dog show. You can always catch the game anytime on Thanksgiving. That's right. right? There'll be another game later this evening or or the following Sunday or every Sunday thereafter. So stick with us on Thanksgiving Day. Now, your two dogs that are half-sisters, have they ever had a chance to meet the Cavaliers, yours and John's? Uh, No. They have I'm not. I wonder if they do any emailing between one another, knowing <laughs> that they're so famous and they're related. No, I think they, they think they're the famous ones. You know? I got to tell you, I am smitten by the Cavaliers. They are the love sponge, as you know. Angel is wonderful. I've, I've had her all weekend long with me on all my book signings, and she, of course, does a great job of getting people over there in line to buy the books. So do you know how they got the nickname Love Sponge? I do not. Okay, because they just had me at doe-eyed. They had me at <laughs> doe-eyed, you know? Love Sponge, I'm sure, goes back a lot of years. You see those Cavaliers in all of these old Elizabethan paintings of, of English royalty. So oh, that's right. They are the Comforter Spaniels, Love Sponges. And love Sponges may be the, the modernistic equivalent of Comforter Spaniels. So. Well, perfect dog for therapy work, don't you think? Oh, they are, really. And, and, and the nice thing is, of course, any breed can do therapy dog work. Angel and, and other Cavaliers like her, but Angel especially, she loves kids. She doesn't love them in her face five at a time, but mm-hmm. she loves them when she has the chance to be properly introduced. Grace, my Brittany, the sporting dog, she doesn't mind all the poking and prodding and body slams that comes with uh, all the kids from the Ronald McDonald house where she visits. And, and so it's nice for them to be able to have their own little populations that they can visit. I'm grateful on making day and Wayne's right in the middle of creating itself. So Wayne's is my best friend in dogs for 30 or 40 years now, long before Westminster ever started. I wasn't around in 1877 when Wayne started the Kennel Club of Philadelphia. But... <laughs> But, uh, if so, your name would be Methuselah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But here's a little known fact. I always talk about being in Sex in the City, how that was the highlight of my life. But Wayne was in that same show. You don't get to see him because, you know, I've got the face for television. Wayne's got the face for radio. But, but we are great friends. You hear Wayne's voice on the Kennel Club uh, of Philadelphia, the National Dog Show. He does the house PA and tells people about the breeds and and fills them in about what they were bred to do and where they're from and things like that. So he's he's a big part of the broadcast as well as for actually starting the show in addition to that. Well, Wayne, I'm going to be listening with beagle ears for your voice, which okay. is why it's well, a little it's raspy a, today, right? Because you were yeah, really on the PA. Yeah, it's a good thing you're not listening today because I'm a little bit raspy, but <laughs> yeah, you'll have a good time. I hope everybody tunes in. It's a wonderful, wonderful experience. We also we have an award called the Dog's Best Friend Award, and it was our first time that we did this at the Kennel Club of Philadelphia, and we awarded it to Chase and Jennifer Utley, the premier second baseman of the Philadelphia Phillies, for all the work they do in animal cruelty. Oh, so we nice. Were excited to show that on the show, and Chase and Jennifer are back in Pasadena, California, waiting for their very first baby. So oh, very, very nice good. Well, that's better than a home run, I would say. This honor. So, David, I need to ask you, you said that uh, your wife, Sherry, um, baptized John and Lisa's son. Well, she didn't baptize him, but she arranged for him to be baptized by the Monsignor uh, on the Upper East Side of New York. And Sherry does do baptisms and things in in her role as the chaplain for the Ronald McDonald House. But 
His name is uh, William Dillon Overly. Oh, nice. That's a very strong name. And I think there is another connection, if I may say so, between you, the O'Hurleys, and the Fries. We're talking about Sadie and Angel, right? What's the connection between That's your right. dogs? Well, they are half-sisters from a breeder in California, Patty Cannon, uh, in San Inez. We got Angel from Patty, and, and we sent John to her as well. And, and uh, our dogs, we love our dogs. You can tell. Well, we're like everybody else. I talk about watching the dogs on TV on Thanksgiving Day. I call it the alma mater factor. It's one of the reasons people watch. They want to see their breed. If they have a Cavalier, they want to root for the Cavalier. They want to see it, just like you would root for Oregon. If you went to the University of Oregon like I did, I'm always rooting for the Ducks. Because I have Cavaliers and Britneys, I'm always rooting for the Cavaliers and Britneys. And so is John. So we're not unlike anybody else sitting at home. Like Wayne would be rooting for the St. Bernards, and Sherry would be rooting for the Belgian Sheepdogs. So, especially when it's their, her own dog, <laughs> Sherry would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is in the competition? So, anyway, we, we all have a great time, and we think that's what people do at home, too. Of course, they want to see the entertainment. Uh, hundred and nearly 185 different breeds and varieties and 1,500 dogs is part of it, but they also want to see who's going to be best in show at the National Dog Show presented by Purina, and it's, it's a great thing that, uh, that we're bringing to the American public. And Sherry, let's talk about Eli. He is a 12-year-old Belgian sheepdog. He has more energy than most young pups. How did he make the transformation from show dog to therapy dog extraordinaire? Well, actually, he was in the middle of his uh, career, so to speak, or working towards a career, I should say. He was working towards his championship, and in between there, I had him test it and become a, a certified therapy dog. And, of course, when uh, the tragedy happened on September 11th, I happened to be at a dog show, and they announced over the loudspeaker that they were in desperate need of therapy dogs. And oh, wow. um, the Greater Lehigh therapy dogs were at the show. They were there in, in their group. And I saw them, and I approached the person in charge, and I said, look, you know, I have a therapy dog. And I said, I am a deputy sheriff, and, you know, maybe with my law enforcement background, I might be able to help. And they uh, took me along, and it was actually our very first visit as a therapy dog. Oh I God. never had a chance to take Eli anywhere because we were working towards our championship. And uh, I, you know, I knew no one in the Greater Lehigh Therapy Dogs, so we just hopped in a van with, you know, 11 strangers and 11 strange therapy dogs, and we went over there, and it was quite moving as far as seeing Eli's work. I mean, the Red Cross and the National Guard were there. We were at the command post, and uh, one particular person was at the end of the pier and I took Eli for a walk and he started talking to Eli. He asked, of course, you know, what kind of dog he was and where I was from. And then he started to um, go into his side of the tale as to what he was doing there and what his role was across the river at Ground Zero. And uh, I have to tell you that for at least 30 minutes, he was sitting on a bench with Eli and petting him. And I basically sat there along with him but he talked and told me about everything that he did over there and I never said a word and when he got up and to leave he went from smiles to tears but then back to smiles and he said thank you so much for bringing the dog and thank you so much for talking to me it really helped and I guess you know 
he never realized that I never said a word. He did all the talking, and it was Eli. It was just all Eli. It just, wow. you know. So that's when I knew what therapy work was all about, and that was quite an experience. Well, now Eli does a lot of uh, therapy work with kids and other places. I see he goes to a lot of the different hospitals, and uh, you got quite a dog there, Sherry. Yeah, I used to take him to a place for troubled teens and, you know, nursing homes. And, well, then he his career in the show ring took off, and uh, as I, you know, I have three others of his offspring, you know, who two of them did compete in the show, and Winona will be there in the herding group competing, and yeah, so I was happy for that, but, you know, I kind of like lost time, you know, for all the visits, however, thank you to David and Sherry, we went to the Ronald McDonald house, and uh, Eli now has a pen pal from Ronald McDonald, and (laughs) we are now very proud members of Angel on the Leash. And we're going to go back to Ronald McDonald House and continue visiting the kids there. It was just wonderful. That is great. Everybody, we are speaking with Sherry Hanlon. She has the dog Eli, the Belgian sheepdog, who is the therapy dog ambassador for the National Dog Show presented by Prina on NBC, which is airing on Gobble, Gobble, Gobble Thanksgiving Day. We are going to be talking more with her, Wayne Ferguson, the president of the Kennel Club of Philadelphia, and our best pal, if you have two, three, or four leggards on the planet. We're talking about David Fry, who's once again teaming up with John O'Hurley to host the National Dog Show presented by Perina, right after we pay for this show by taking a commercial break. So everybody sit and stay. We're going to be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Begging to hear more of your favorite show? Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio and iTunes. Let's talk pets. Live and on demand only from PetLifeRadio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hey, this is Ali Sweeney from Days of Our Lives and The Biggest Loser. And you're listening to Arden Moore on The Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Obehave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I am so glad we have coordinated three people on the air with our producer, Mark, who is not bald yet by coordinating this. So, Mark, I give a big shout out to you for coordinating three people in different locations plus myself. David, I want to talk a little bit about you and John O'Hurley for this show. He was mentioning that there are six new breeds, including a Mexican hairless with a name I cannot pronounce. It's like a glockenspiel crossed with a xylophone. But he just let it roll off his lips like, ha, 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 I can say it, I can spell it, na, 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 na. So tell us a little bit about some of the new breeds we might be seeing on the show. Well, there's six of those new breeds. Wayne and I spent some time together practicing our pronunciation, uh, you know, for a couple of weeks in advance of the show. But six new breeds, and they're not really, it's kind of a misnomer. They're not really new breeds. They're just newly recognized by the AKC. And a lot of these, and, and now eligible for competition in great shows like the Kennel Club of Philadelphia and, and Westminster, and consequently on, of course, the National Dog Show presented by Purina. But six new breeds for us this year. It's a Booker Mountain Dog. 
the Norwegian Lunderhund. Wait a minute, I like that. Say that again, David. You said it with such gusto. Do it again. The Norwegian Lunderhund. My <laughs> grandpa, Berthold, would be happy for me having it, having it, saying it properly. Uh, the Norwegian Lunderhund, the Finnish Lapland, the Chesky Carrier, the American English Coonhound, and the dog of which you speak. Wayne, you want to say it together? Sure. One, two, three. The Sholo Eastwind. So, it's a big uh, Mexican hairless dog that you talk about that actually comes in three different sizes, three different varieties, and they also come either hairless or with coat. So, the one you see most of the time is the larger ones, and they're beautiful dogs. They're wonderful dogs. I saw them for the first time back in the late 90s in Mexico City at a dog show, and all six of them give you something else to smile and think about. So uh, they join the party in Philadelphia and, and on Thanksgiving Day. And we're looking forward to giving America their first look at them in the nationally televised show. Awesome. Well, I know that you can't spill the beans as to whom is top dog. But last year, uh, you know, an Irish setter named uh, Clooney won the big show. I'm just wondering, are there any uh, four-legged Georges or Brad Pitts in this year's competition? <laughs> well, there always are. That's the beauty of it. But, you know, because of the nature of the sport, because it's subjective, because of the, the judging the dogs on the day, and because a great show like the Kennel Club of Philadelphia brings a lot of the great dogs into the same place at the same time for one of the very few times during the course of the year. You know, dogs that join in Texas or they live in Texas or Florida or California or Chicago or, where, or New York or whatever, they don't always come head-to-head. That's the beauty of, of, uh, of this dog show is that they are there to compete. And, and we range from having Sadie, the Scottish Terrier that won two years ago, for winning uh, her 100th best in show at the Kennel Club of Philadelphia in the nice. National Dog Show. And to, to Queenie, who last year, that was his very first best in show ever. So, you know, it's nice to see the, the young dogs just starting out, but it's also nice to see the great dogs in there. And once again this year, you're going to get that. Oh, that sounds great. And Wayne, I can just imagine, what do you think dogs are thinking when they're getting ready to get on to the, you know, take center stage? If you could help a little bit because our dogs don't talk to us. What are you looking at? What are you seeing with these dogs that really you like? There's a champ. There is a champ right there at that dog. You bet. And you know what? I'm afraid I'm down on the floor while I'm announcing. So I have a very, very good advantage watching them. As a matter of fact, they're only two or three feet from me as they go by when the judges watch it, when the judge is judging them. And I watch their posture. I swear the dogs know that they're, the cameras are on them. The people are watching. And all of a sudden, they sparkle. And I oh. say to the people, folks, they are show dogs. They love the applause. The people start clapping. And David, you know this. The dogs just stride. There's a, an extra sparkle and lift in their, in, in their attitude. It's amazing. And, of course, the judges are looking for that because uh, they would like to have and put up a dog that is enjoying himself for the day. But uh, there's no question the dogs love the crowds. They love the attention. And they get to be dogs after, the, you know, they're probably sleeping on beds. They probably, you know, tearing up the toilet paper roll once in a while. You know, they get to be a dog outside so the glamour of, them, yes. of the lights, right? Yep. So many of them go home, and they just turn into the house pets that they are. And you'd be surprised how many of them look forward to the weekends when the show begins. When, they, when the owners and the handlers start to gather them up and they can see that all the tack and equipment is getting into the trucks and cars. And the dogs actually get excited about that. That's their oh, life. Yeah. They really enjoy the attention on the road. And, you know, it's interesting. These dogs make friends with each other. 
at the show at the show sites. So oh my God! There's Sadie! Oh my God! There's Eli! Wow! We should have been Paul <laughs> Exactly. I had a Saint Bernard uh, for many years, and in, during his show career, uh, he made friends with a little Yorkshire Terrier called Schultz, and oh, they were wow. inseparable. They only saw each other at the shows, but they would hang out. As a matter of fact, the other handler who handled Schultz would put him into Dexter's cage. And that would draw so many people, seeing a St. Bernard and a Yorkshire Terrier in the same cage. And they would just hang out together and sort of go to the exercise pen together and so on. So they really do enjoy the life. Contrary to what a lot of people think, they think they're made to do this. But the dogs really are, it's part of their life, and it's the socialization that they enjoy. When this airs, because you guys all are keeping your lips zipped and not telling me who won, I wish I could like get it out of you like 60 minutes interrogation, but that's not what we're doing here today. What are you all doing on Thanksgiving Day? I mean, the show's taped. You're all sighing relief. Uh, Sherry, let's start with you. What are your Thanksgiving plans? And do you have any homemade recipe that you've made for Eli that you may dish up on uh, Thanksgiving or during the holidays? Uh, nothing special as far as recipes go, no, but our routine is always the same every year since the dog show. We get up and we take care of business that we need to take care of, so we all pack up and go over to my aunt's house, and from there we're glued to the television set watching the dog show. <laughs> oh, that sounds good. Wayne, what's your plans on Turkey Day? Well, it's probably like so many other 25 million people. I've watched the Macy's Parade because I've been doing that since I was a little kid. And then, of course, it's front and center on the TV watching the production of the dog show. And then I head down to East Brunswick and have uh, dinner with my family. And they have three dogs, so I'm usually on the floor with them and uh, mm-hmm. enjoying the day. How about you, uh, David? I'm like Wayne and Sherry, like, and hopefully like everybody else in this country, I'm watching the dog show with family and friends. We go out to New Jersey to uh, Sherry's family, uh, my in-laws. They have a nice farm out in Jersey, and the dogs can get out and run a little bit, and and we are glued to the TV set and staying out of the kitchen. So it's <laughs> Well, have you ever made a special holiday recipe for either Angel or Grace? Well, not so much a recipe, but, you know, I I discreetly share some things with them, and some things may fall on the floor. The dogs understand the word oops. Oh. When I say oops, they come running to my feet. They know there's something on the floor down there for them. And it's okay. not just because I'm sloppy. It really happens on purpose most of the time. But they're family. You know, yeah. they're family. They, they are part of my family, like... Like all of us here on this call, our dogs are our family. We have this great emotional and spiritual connection to our dogs, and it begins by them being part of the family. And that's, uh, you can't overdo You don't want to overdo it, of course, with turkey and stuffing. There's certain things they shouldn't be eating or because they're not good for their health. But, but uh, their family, we want them to be part of the enjoyment and the fun that's going on on Thanksgiving Day as well. All right. I want to just say one thing, but we've got Wayne on the line and, and America's okay. listening. This dog show would not be happening on television every year without Wayne Ferguson because he's the guy who created the concept and made it up, pulls it all together, enhances it with the great things like including Eli and Sherry and before Eli and Rufus as our therapy dog ambassadors for the show. And it's a wonderful thing for America to be able to see our great family support on Thanksgiving Day and be entertained by a show that's great for all the generations. So we hope that this Thanksgiving Day that uh, you'll keep control of the remote and then watch that. We'll have dogs until 2. You can watch football all night long after that. That's a very good point. And I will be listening for your voice, Wayne. I hope you're not like uh, Carlton the doorman where we never get to see you. 
<laughs> I don't know. You'll get to see him. You'll get to see him. Okay, you promise, right? So with you and John O'Hurley, how do you guys get together to be able to figure out who's going to say what? I mean, there's got to be a lot of just thinking on your feet, too, when you're taping the show. You know what? I've always looked at being over there with my partner as if I'm bringing a friend of mine from outside the dog world. And, and Wayne and Sherry go through the same things when they bring somebody to a dog show that maybe doesn't go every weekend like we do that I'm explaining things to him that he's wondering about, and hopefully he's asking the questions that the people at home are wondering about. And that's how I think we can get our messages out and, and talk about the things that they're seeing, whether it's a question about the poodle haircut or a question about dogs in general or a question about how to find the dog, the, the right dog to fit your lifestyle. We hope that those are the things that we get to talk about, pass along those messages that great clubs like the Kennel Club of Philadelphia and Westminster want to include on their telecast and in all of the publicity that goes on. David, give us a sneak peek into the show that's airing on Thursday. Maybe something you and John O'Hurley shared. I know you can't tell us the winner, but what can we expect? Well, we just hope that, that the pictures will do a lot of the, the talking, and uh, you'll hear Wayne will probably, Wayne's bit will probably answer some of the questions ahead of time, but, and we'll enhance that. And John, you know, John's an entertainer, and he is a funny man. He has fun with it, but he also understands the seriousness of, of what the dogs mean to us, not just in the sport, but in our daily lives, and whether it's something like being a, a great therapy dog like Eli, that these dogs do other things. They happen to be pets, as Wayne said, they're pets that happen to go to dog shows. They've got a few enhancements, you know, and some things going on for them that maybe your dog at home doesn't have. And people are saying, you know what, we could be out there too if I just gave you a bath once a week instead of once a month and maybe we ate a few less cookies, both of us, and did a little road work that we could all do this. And I can't imagine myself hitting the ball as far as Phil Mickelson does on the golf course or scoring 48 points every time out like Kobe Bryant. But I can picture myself being out on that floor with the dogs that I love and, and having a good time. And that's what this is all about. Well, you know, you come from the heart, David, and everybody, in addition to his many roles with the National Dog Show presented by Perina and the Westminster Kennel Club, I want everyone to get the book Angel on a Leash. That is your new book. I applaud you for that. You are truly dedicated to the world of therapy pets, and I'm hoping you can talk us a little bit about this book because I think this is a great holiday gift. Well, I'm, I'm truly blessed to have been able to be doing the things like Westminster and like the National Dog Show because of people like, like Wayne and the people at, at NBC and the people at Westminster that have allowed me to, to have these kinds of experiences to enhance what I do with the therapy dogs, which really, uh, you know, we're changing people's lives just by being there and visiting with people. And Sherry can tell you about that, too. And Eli, you walk in the room with your dog, and the energy changes. You just heard a great story from Sherry, but that's what happens. You walk into the room, and suddenly... The energy changes. Somebody talks. When they haven't talked for a while, they smile when they haven't had much to smile about. They think about something other than the troubles that they may be having in a healthcare facility. And, and that's what our dogs do. People like Sherry and me and Wayne, we're just the people on the other end of the leash. We're getting the dog there, but the dog's doing all the work. And we're just so thrilled and proud to be a part of that and that they let us be the ones on the other ends of the leash. And that's what my book is about. It's about the great work that the dogs do and and uh, how the people can enhance it and help it happen and, and uh, do good things for people in need. And I think it's no coincidence that John O'Hurley wrote your foreword. <laughs> yes, he did. And, and he believes in what we're doing, too. He, when he wrote his first book, he's got a couple out there, but when he wrote his first book, uh, I put him on the tail of a couple of our therapy dog teams 
visiting at the Morgan Stanley Children's Hospital, uh, New York Presbyterian, here in New York City, and uh, he wrote a couple of great chapters about his experience and what it meant to him. You guys are the dynamic duel of the dog world. <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. I'm trying to figure out which one of us is Batman and which is Robin. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, that will change we'll bring, we'll bring Wayne in there. We can be the three musketeers. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. We'll get, we'll get Sherry in there, too. So before we say goodbye, I want every one of you, I want to personally thank all of you for being here on the show. I know it's crazy. You just spent the weekend getting the show taped for the National Dog Show presented by Prina. It's going to air on NBC. Yeah, noon, 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 noon. Dogs, all right, everybody. Until two. Get All right, we want to do that. So, um, hide the remote control. Put it on NBC and then hide the remote control and, and watch <laughs> us at 2 o'clock and then go give the remote control to whoever the football people are in your family. You That's go. right. And make sure you take your dog on a nice walk on Thanksgiving. Treat them to healthy treats and good exercise. Wayne, anything you want to give thanks for for Thanksgiving this year? Just thank everybody for all they've done for this wonderful show, and we wish everyone a great Thanksgiving. It's an amazing time to give thanks and to hug your dog and to make sure that uh, everyone realizes how much we appreciate everyone who watches the show. That sounds great. I'm, I'm very honored to have you on the show, and we're speaking with Sherry Hanley and her cool dog, Eli, the Belgian sheepdog, who's the therapy dog ambassador for the National Dog Show presented by Perina. Before we go, Sherry, what's your Thanksgiving wish for others, and what are you thinking about with you and Eli this year? Well, first of all, it was such an honor and a thrill, and I can't thank Wayne and David enough for everything. I mean, what an honor to be the ambassador, you know, the therapy dog ambassador for the show this year. And it's so difficult, you know, like people always say, you know, about like, well, why is Eli special? I mean, all I can say is this. Eli is like every person's dream who is involved with show dogs and is involved with, you know, every person is close to their pet and everyone who does therapy work knows the connection and the bond. But with Eli, this has been a dream come true. And right now, I'm just living this dream because Eli is just one remarkable dog. And he's the, the dog of a lifetime. He's, he's so much part of my life. And I'm thankful for that. And I wish everyone, you know, could just have that one experience. That's very well put. He is your ultimate heart dog, it sounds like. He certainly is. He's, he's one in a million. All right, and David, what are you thankful for this Thanksgiving? Well, I'm thankful for the same thing I'm thankful for all year round, and that's that my dogs allow me to be the one on the other end of their leashes and the, the things that we get to do because of that. I'm thankful for friends and family, and, and I'm thankful to have an opportunity to be on everybody's TV set on Thanksgiving Day and, and sharing the great celebration of these dogs in our lives. So thanks for letting us have the opportunity to talk about that. Well, you're on my refrigerator, the photo. You're on the Wall of Fame. I mean, can't get any better than that. All right, that's great. <laughs> Thank you all. You do a lot to help bring out the best in both the people and dogs. And at this time, I want to thank my producer, Mark Winter. He somehow juggled all of this so we can get everybody on the air at the same time. All right, everybody. I want you all to tune in at noon on Thanksgiving Day to the National Dog Show presented by Prina on NBC. You know what? You're going to be delighted. The dogs are bringing their A-game to this show, and it is a terrific way to celebrate a very special holiday, Thanksgiving. We have a lot to be thankful for, and all of us listening should be very grateful that we've got a dog, cat, or other awesome pet in our life. So, until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, 
delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.